Welcome back to the New York Pages podcast, a partnership with Inside the Ring. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside with Luca here. Luca, how's it going? Uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. How, how you been? How's, uh, we haven't spoken in a while. How's uh, your offseason going so far? I mean, uh, listen, it's been pretty solid. I know. Yeah, I know. It's been a while. Obviously, uh, I know you've been working on that movie of yours. And uh, yeah, this offseason was, I, I, I think it's pretty solid. Uh I know there are a lot of, you know, controversy of the Trocheck long-term signing. Um, it's it's a bit rough there. And I mean, yeah, no, this this offseason has been pretty solid. Uh, so I think let's just start with the Trocheck signing. I mean, we had a lot happen in the past week. Um, and to center it all off is the Trocheck signing. And you, you don't want to start off with Yarl Halak? <laughs> Um, well, that's a great signing. I don't think so. Um, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just joking. No, but honestly, like, all right, let's let's dive into the Trocheck. You know, um, let's just I, I, let's just say this: Ryan Strom and Vinny Trocheck, both born on July 11th, 1993, same exact birthday. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to stop there. Last year. Strom had 21 goals. Last year, Trocheck, 21 goals. Okay. Last year, Trocheck, 30 assists. Last year, Strom, 33 assists. That is weird. I'm sorry. That That's is pretty bizarre. weird. And they also number 16. Exactly. Like, it is um, – and this is the one thing I'm going to say about everyone who wants to – like the, the longevity of the contract in a minute. But – the thing about Trocheck is that Trocheck was not playing with Panarin the entire year last year. Right. Strom was. Um, so I think that while I think Trocheck's a better skater than Strom, I think he, he has more speed. Um, and he is so much better in faceoffs and better uh, hitting open apps. Yeah. Um, 100%. But I mean, I looked over I highlights. That- of him just yeah. hitting open nets. I'm like, give me this all day with Panarin feeding him. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think that those, those play into the fact that I think that it, you know, it is definitely an upgrade um, over, uh, over Strom, especially in the first, you know, three or four years of the contract. Um, now I know every single person saw the seven years and immediately had indigestion. Um, now, the one thing I will say is that that contract, it's a modified no move after three years, correct? I'm looking at it right now. I'm pulling it up. Yeah, yeah I think that's three what... three years, it's become a modified no trade. Right. I think that's where everyone kind of breathed a little. Uh, you know, after seven years, everyone got a little tense, you know, had a lot of mixed feelings about it because, well, Vincent Trojic is the exact type of player we needed. Um the term was just, I'm not going to say outrageous. It it was just, it shouldn't have been that much, but again, that was the only way to bring the AVV down was if you were going to extend them to that long. Um, But the, yeah, no, but then when you saw after three years, it becomes a modified no trade clause. Then I think people started to breathe easier. I was like, okay, this is not like a crazy immovable contract. If you know, when he's older, he falls off a cliff. You could always ship him to Arizona. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing, too. You're right. And there's always those teams that need to hit the the, the floor, the cat floor. Um, 
Now, you don't want to necessarily keep constantly giving away draft picks uh, to get rid of bad contracts, a la this. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that in three years, we will definitively know if Heedle has worked or not. And along that same line, if Heedle is like still in the fold, Trocheck is still in the fold. And if Trocheck is like still producing to the way he is right now uh, or coming into this contract, that's a movable contract. Right. And you, you know what I mean? Like that is like, so you got five, like if he's still producing at that point and he has four years left on a, a contract of 5.62, like that is not an ugly contract to move. Now, obviously like that you're, I'm banking on the fact that he's still playing good. Um, and the guy hasn't even played a game yet, and I'm talking about trading him. So, uh, you know what I mean? I'm not really getting into that part of it, but it's just I, I do think the guy is a, is a, is a darn good skater, um, and I think he adds an element of speed to this lineup. They miss. Uh, they and he has a shoot-first mentality also. Yeah. He has, like, a shoot-first mentality. He's faster. Like, people are trying to compare him to Strom. I don't even think it's a competition. I think he's miles out of Strom. No. I mean, yeah, I, I, I look I over his highlights and everything. Did he have that career year? He had a 75-point season, and I was trying to look it up if that was with Gallant. Because also you have to know, there's a lot of familia- familiarity there. No. Like, his, 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 his best year in Florida was a 75-point season in 2018. That was Vegas' first year. So was Gallant Vegas. was gone. Okay. I was just wondering that. Okay. You know, because there is yeah. still that like. But you know, I think I think he could hit 75. I could think he could hit that again. Yeah, no, 100%. Panarin. Especially with Panarin. Also, Carolina was more of a kind of a team first game where like. I feel like in the, Carolina. They, they, were, they were like the Islanders, but like the, the Coke version of the Islanders, not the Diet Coke version. Right, right, right. Exactly. Like there, there's a lot of like individual assets players have which they use to help their team but sometimes when you play as a team right you don't they don't they don't really come out as much because you're too focused on you know helping your team first defensively or like you're just playing as a team right but like when you play as individual players on top of that you know I feel that comes out more those skills and all that and I feel like with Carolina it was like you said the Islanders where you know all that skill didn't really, you know, show up as much as it could be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, no, the term I, I isn't think, great. I, I think but... What did you say? The term isn't great, but I mean, I, I, I honestly, I, in the beginning, I was like, okay, what the hell? With seven years is way too much. You just tied yeah. your top two centers. You can't see what Drury did is he made his bed now. This is it. This is the team that has to win a cut because there's no with cap wise, there's no position. There's no room for improvements because you got Panarin, Zabanajad, Kreider, Trocek, Fox, and Truba. And then Shesterkin on top of that. So while there are guys, I mean, Philip Hedo has a problem next year because if he has a breakout season on the third one, I mean, I don't think he's going to have it because with limited, you know, minutes, but if let's say a guy like Alexis Lafreniere has a breakout season, or a guy like Andre Miller. I mean, the way he played in the playoffs, it seems like that's not out of the picture. Right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. with the cap next year, it, it's going to be a problem to have. And who says Filipino wants to stay? Maybe it's like, you know, I believe I could be a second line center. 
and I see, you know, Zabanjad and Chocha, you know, in front of me, why am I here? So maybe he might request a trade next offseason. I mean, who, who would want to be stuck in a third C, right? If their potential, they feel like they could be a two C. Yeah, and I'll, I'll throw this out too. There is a possibility that, and I, 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 I doubt it, but like, you know, what if Heedle, maybe not this year, but like, say if Heedle does stick around, try to figure out a way to keep all these kids, you know? I could see Heedle in two years being the two the two C and Trocheck sliding into three C. I don't. But can think, you really justify that? Player. Can you really justify that contract as a three C? And if Heedle's a two C, that means he's getting a bigger contract. Also, I'm I'm I'm, I'm throwing it out there. I, I I see Trocheck as a player who can play on a lot of different lines. Um, right. And you know, I I mean, look, you have Barkley Gujo right now playing on the fourth line. And he's making 3.6. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I mean, like, I think you need three legitimate lines to win a cup. So, right. yeah, I would justify it like that. You know what I mean? Right. No, um, fair enough. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that that would be my justification. And I, you know, I don't know. I mean, like, look, it, whoever is playing the best is going to be up there. I don't really care what your contract is, you know? Right. Yeah. No, you can't say, oh, well, he's playing guards, but, you know, he makes a million. He's going to be up yeah. there. Um, so there were a lot of mock-up lineups with him in the lineup. One that intrigues me is I, I posted out a line of Kreider, Zabanejad, uh, Lafreniere, Panarin, mm-hmm. Trocek, Kako, and then the third, uh, Blay, Heedle, um, Kraftsoff, and then Hunt, Carpenter, and then Goodrow as the fourth line, which is a much better fourth line. I, I liked Carpenter. I will get back. I will get onto that later. But I just liked him as a depth, nice depth signing. If uh, Rydell doesn't make the jump, um, I mean, it was good. I think it was minimum contract, also, if I'm not mistaken. It was, yep, minimum contract, 750K for Ryan Carpenter, who's a pretty solid uh, defensive center, who, you know, also is very good at faceoffs. You notice, like with Vincent Trocek, he's good at faceoffs, which is huge yeah. to have. I mean, that's huge. I mean, I mean, the, the Rangers haven't had a team percentage over 50% in faceoffs. I think it was since 2007-8 when Jury was a center on the wow. team. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. That's How are not, you that bad at faceoffs as a team collectively for they brought a ref over in. a decade? They brought in a rep, I think, last year. They were so bad. And they had to bring in a ref to help train the players to get better at faceoffs. Now, Hito, I could understand. I don't really care how you die. I don't care how you, <laughs> how you train them, how they get better. But, like, that's something they need to do. Yeah, no. I mean, if Hito, this is the thing, too. If Hito wants to be a center in this league, he needs to learn how to do faceoffs. Like, he right. needs to get better. 44% ain't cutting it. 42, yeah. whatever he does. What was Trocek last year? 56. 56. Oh, dang, yeah. I mean, Zabanejad has gotten better at faceoffs also. Yeah, yeah, he has. And I think it's also, you got you got to look at it like, a lot of players, when they're young centers, their body is not strong enough to compete in faceoff dots. Like it, like we look at it like from a very bird's eye perspective. We don't think about it from their vantage point sometimes, where they're getting, you know, not just out muscled, but also like out thought in the entire process. So I think like there is like an, like an experience portion of that 
um, that lends itself to success in the, in the face-off dot. Um, but I mean, it's it's kind of inexcusable the, the ineptitude that they've had for as long as they've had it. No, yeah, I mean, with Phil Pito, I kind of get as of now why he's not that great. Like, listen, when you're younger, you know, you're not usually good at face-offs. It, it, you know, like as you said. Um, but with Zabanajad, that's why I was criticized. Uh, there was so much criticism. Like, you're not making eight point five million dollars to be, you know, like forty-three percent of the dot. Yeah, I don't know if that was exactly yeah. what he was at, but like the point was you got to be better if you're the number one center. And I think this also yeah. takes a lot of, you know, responsibility off his shoulders when Trocek's the second line center. Because Strom was the product of Panarin. I think we could agree with that. No? You know, I, I think that, I think Strom, unfortunately for Strom, I think that he, he hit his stride as and he hit his stride as a professional when he was playing with Panarin. I don't necessarily think he's a bad player. I think that P- Panarin made him better. But like I, I hate when I say and I I'm, I'm going to agree with you, but I hate saying like he's a product of Panarin because that makes it almost sound like without Panarin he's not going to do shit. I don't know. I think he's a decent player. You know what I mean? Um, I think right. the contract that they gave him in Anaheim five for five. Yeah, I think that's a good contract for Anaheim. I think right. that, that that'll age well. But I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe, maybe it's just, you always see him with Panarin. So you, you never notice anything that he does, but he, yeah. he feels like he doesn't initiate on anything. He doesn't, he doesn't bring anything. He doesn't do anything special. Right. Exactly. With Trocek though, not only do you have the product of Panarin now, but you have something special with Trocek because for people that are missing Vit- uh, Frank Vitrano now, uh, uh, Vincent Trocek is a shoot first mentality which is perfect for Panarin. Churchill's not afraid to get to the dirty yeah. areas. And he's as fast. I, I, I mean, it's a perfect fit. I, you could literally put out the description or like uh, describe what the Rangers need as a 2C and the literal words would come up fits in Trojak. Yeah. Um, look, you, I, I, we got, I got to give you credit because you were on, you're on the Trojak train for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, you 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 were on it for a while. You were the first freaking passenger on that thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, like you know, props to you. I we we got to see him. You know, I actually first hand in the playoffs. I actually stopped the Vincent Trocheck like two weeks ago, and the reason why it's not because I didn't want him is because I didn't believe the cap would work. I was thinking he was getting like seven million. I thought he was getting. Uh, I didn't think he gets seven, but I thought he was going to get like closer to six five. And that, that in six five still would have been out of our range, right? Yeah, I know. And I think what helped us was also when Malkin got signed in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh no longer because I have someone I'm not going to mention because I don't know, you know, I have their permission. But someone very close to Pittsburgh saying they really, really like Trocheck, and I took this. Well, thing he's from like, Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, they he said they really, really like Trocheck, and I took that as a sign that okay, I don't know. I he actually, you know, it stunk. I knew about the Trocheck thing three minutes before it was officially announced from Elliot Friedman, anyone, mm. because the, this guy, to, uh, someone told, not this guy, someone else told me, but I, I panicked and I, I wasn't sure how to type it out. And by the time I typed it out, everyone else typed it out and it mm. sucked. It, oh, it sucked because <laughs> that could have been like a massive blow up tweet. I texted it after, um, 
yeah. showing everyone like, look, I got this like three minutes beforehand, like to say he, he literally said Vincent Trocek is yours and uh, you got him. I'm like, OK, I'm going to type it out now. And I'm like, OK, what should I say? I'm like, shoot, shoot, shoot. And then by that time I posted it out. Yeah, yeah, you have to. You, you, you gotta be. Think. You just gotta. You gotta fire a gun, baby. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, you, you just gotta fire it out there. I I screwed up so bad because that could have been huge. But what are you gonna do? Um. Ugh. Yeah. No, that, that sucked. But like, honestly, like, the term is great. It's it's at five point six to five, which I think is yeah. amazing for a guy. Like I think. It's, I mean, term wise, not term, but uh, you know, money wise, I think it's great. Cap AAV. Yeah, it was terrific. I mean, well, that that's why. Because they went the seven years, mm-hmm. uh, they were able to get the AVV a little lower. Now, I think we'd have a whole different conversation if it was a full no-move clause for the entire seven years. But the matter of fact is after yeah. three years, it becomes a modified no-move clause or modified no-trade clause. Yeah. You have a different conversation here. Um, I, I'm just trying to think here. Like, Do we believe Vincent Trocek gets us to the next level? I mean, is this I mean, the move I, I think, that gets I over think, the hump? I think if this is – I think he's the only player that you're going to put that on, then, yeah, that's, that's – that he's not the guy. Because it's not just Vincent Trocek who's going to get this team the next hump and two more wins into the Stanley Cup Finals. It's Vincent Trocek and then Alexis Lafreniere, Kako, Keandre Miller – all of those guys in conjunction with Trocheck's getting better, you know, right. those guys need to take, take that next, you know, set and third, fourth steps in their progression. And then once that happens, if it happens, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a positive guy. I, I believe it's going to happen. I think that this oh, year, yeah. really especially fun, the way they prefer uh, the potentially special year. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that this could be a really fun year um, with those guys taking those leaps um so yeah i mean i'm i'm all in man i, I think it's going to be a really really uh fun year uh but i i think it's a mistake if you're just putting everything on vincent trocheck to no. get this team over the hump you no know? What, I, what i meant yeah is like, no I, i'm just right what i meant was is like it's it's to get us to the next step not that him alone but him in combination with everyone yeah. else but I mean, I mean, Drury has made his bet here because you, there's no way to improve this team because of the cap. Um, and I, I'm hoping they find the money for Tyler Mott. Uh, do you, are you fine with like training a guy like Reeves to bring in Mott? Because Reeves is atrocious at hockey. It's just that it's what he brings off, off the ice. And then just people, players could have their heads up a little more knowing that, you know, if someone messes with them, Reeves is, you know, right in there just to get a beat the living crap out of the guy. You know, I I love Tyler Mott. Um, if you could get Tyler Mott back, I would do it. But I don't know. I mean, like it's and the question is, is why hasn't he signed with any other team yet? That that I was just gonna bring that up. Like Tyler Mott is should be a commodity right now. Right. Um. The way he played in the playoffs, like he should be a fringe third line player. Um, you know, like you know, like most he'll be a, he'll be a great fourth liner on any right. team. But the skill he brings is rare. Possible third line. Yeah, the skill he brings I, is I like don't know, rare. 
I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's rare. I just think we haven't had it in a while, so we think it's rare. Right, that's true. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? True. Like it's like it's like a guy who could skate really well. Like that's, I don't know if that's that rare in the NHL. You know what I mean? Like right, really it's his effort also. Also, he's so aggressive yeah. on the PK, man. I have never seen a single player on the Rangers transform a penalty kill like that in so long. I mean, when he started doing what he did, like he would bring it to the offensive zone and then pass it back. I'm like, you could do that. <laughs> like, and then you saw yeah. other players doing it. They followed his lead. So he kind of transformed the penalty kill and it, it looked terrific. And I don't know about you, but like for a Stanley Cup team, I want him on my fourth and third line. I want a guy like Tyler Ma. That's a guy you want to win a cup. I love it. Um, I think that those guys, unfortunately, you don't necessarily find those guys in free agency a lot. Those guys are the guys you draft and develop. Um, right. You know what I mean? Uh, you don't really necessarily want to spend money on fourth liners. You know, we're, we're doing that right now with Barkley Goudreau. Right. Um, and, you know, it oh, is hold on. right now. Did we just get a Kako? Oh, my gosh. This broke wild. Oh, no, this, no, 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 it's false alarm, false alarm. <laughs> Someone texted a, a mock, not a mock, a, a theoretical signing, never mind, because uh, it, it was going to be 3.5, it was going to freak out there. So the Rangers have right now, um, I think it was 3.5 million in cap. I'm not sure. See, it says in cap friendly a four, but I don't think that's the case. What are they missing here? What the heck? Why does it say four and a half? They don't have they, they don't have a they don't have a six defenseman in there. Okay. Oh, I, I get what you're saying. Okay, so it really is. Oh, so let's say if you have. Okay, so let's say you have like what's his name? Uh, Robertson. It's like another million Jones. for Zach Jones or someone. Yeah. Look, okay, so- I mean, I think the Rangers could possibly do it, and then also move. Yeah, like you said, they could move. Um, Reeves. Reeves. Uh, they can move like probably Dryden Hunt and free up a little bit more space, even if it's not all that space would go to uh, would be able to get Mott back. Um, it is look, there, there, there's so many different ways that they could do it. Uh, I, I don't necessarily see them making many big splashes the rest of the way. Uh, no, this is I don't, the team. I, I don't, I don't see them. I don't see them trading Reeves. I really don't. Even if it's to keep Mott? Because why else hasn't Mott been signed yet? Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm not, look, I'm not saying I, I wouldn't be in favor of it. I just don't see it happening as much. Right. Way. You're just saying from the Rangers' perspective, you don't see the way they've done stuff. That's just something you don't think they do. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like also, like, if that was going to happen, Mott would have been signed already because you could sign someone and then trade, you know, like you're able to go over the cap in the offseason. You know right. what I mean? Like, you know, you don't have to be at the, um, at that threshold or below it, uh, before, like, I think, I don't know what it is. It's like, you know, whenever the season starts, like, I think it's September. Right, right. It's like, yeah, three days before or something like that. It's three days before, I think, the first game or some shit like that. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, I think that Mott would have already been signed at that point if they could have. I'm sure they're trying. You know, the thing is, is like he's still a free agent, so it's a possibility. Um, until he signs with someone else, it's a possibility. But this is also the thing I'll bring up too. I think that what Drury did 
in March should give every Ranger fan uh, uh, some positivity going into the season, even if they don't resign Mott because, A, he was able to find multiple players that all benefited uh, or that all had a positive effect on this roster for the rest of the season and even into the playoffs. So I think that Drury can, uh, you know what, he did it once. I would trust the fact that he could do it again if, if it came to it and needed to find a third liner or fourth liner, whoever, you know what I mean? Right. Um, they, the him and his scouting staff have been able to, they even looking at the draft too. I mean, like the guy that they drafted in the second round, Sakura is like pretty oh, much terrific pick. He's pretty much like Tyler Mott. Right. Like, well, you know, I mean, like, it seems like he has better hands, but no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's like, he's, he's kind of like Tyler Mott, you know, I don't know. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> um, he's one of those give it all your effort type guys that does everything and just like one of those yeah. lovable guys to you know. Yeah, a Ryan Callahan type too. Right, exactly. Yes, um, for five. But uh, I mean, let's let's move on to like the, the, my favorite signing of the offseason, <laughs> Yaro Halak. I mean, hey, we just gained two wins off this signing because we don't have to play him now. Look, one. I think it was a good move. It's what 1.5 million. It's, it's, I mean, he's a backup goalie. You know what I mean? Like paying anything for a backup goalie, especially with Benoit Allaire, I think is stupid. Um, you know what I mean? Like he, he turns water into wine with backup goalies. It's right. nuts. Um, the fact know, that I Benoit Allaire, like, you know, cause you have to think that Benoit Allaire had a say in this signing. Right. I think he, he, like, I think he handpicks, like, he just tells him, he's like, yeah, this is the guy I want. That's it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think know. there's, any I, I have no source in that. I have no source, but I just assume that that's what it's like for Allaire at this point. Right. It has to be. I mean, how can you not have full confidence in him at this point? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, even a few years ago in the draft, when they drafted that, like, Olaf Lindbaum kid in the second round, this is like 2017, 18, I think. Uh, they drafted a kid, this kid, a uh, Swedish goalie, second round, and it was pretty high up. And, like, everyone in the draft was like, ah, oh, the Rangers really went off the board here. This guy's not going to go for a little bit longer. But, like, the thing was is that was Benoit Lair's choice. He was like, this is my guy. I want him. And right. you know what? what a, look the at guy, guy, look the at guy has a free pass. What is what? this, Garand? Garand? No, this was uh, Limbaum. No, uh, I know. What's was, the, what was he drafted? Garand? Garand was a fourth round pick. Uh, he was like a few years later, 2018 or 19, I think. Yeah. And the guy looks like he was a stud. Yeah. He, he won the either, I think he won the WHL goalie of the year, something like that. Um, but he had, a, he had a really good year. He should play in Hartford this year, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think like that, that's a good sign as well. Um, you know, maybe in a few years, he'll be backing up just Sturkin. You know, um, right. or they and, trade him for something like, you know, yeah, if you have two great goalies, you know, you're going to trade one. Now, I'm not going to say he's just Durkin. I'm just pointing out that he has the potential yeah. to be a starter. So usually those are hot commodities. Yeah. And you could trade those off for a solid, you know, King's ransom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they, I mean, every year I think you just draft at least one goalie. Why not? I mean, you're, you're literally just I don't think this year. This year, did we have to go? I don't know. I don't know if they did. I don't think they did. 
I think this was the, like the first year in like seven years they didn't draft a goalie or something like that. Yeah. I think – so I, I think like Yaroslav Halak will thrive under Benoit Lair. I was saying this all uh, today. Uh, I've just been posting random Vincent Trocek highlights on Twitter the past like <laughs> five days because obviously, you know, I, w- I was on the Trocek train for weeks on months and then – yeah, again, I, I stopped doing that a week ago, two weeks ago, because I was like, I love the guy, but I don't see it capitalized working out. I don't know how it makes sense. And then when yeah. Pittsburgh got Malkin, that took them out of a bidding potential bidding war. And that, I think, helped. Because I think if Malkin went to the market, I think Pittsburgh's getting Trocek. That's, that's, I'm kind of convinced of that. And I think it would have been... And then we might end up with Malkin. And honestly, like, I'm good with Trocek. Right. And also, Mal- yeah, Malkin's older. He's injury prone. Uh, when it, listen, when he's on, he he's on. Sucks at faceoffs. He does. I'm not. I didn't even know. That. Yeah, it's 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 weird. You wouldn't expect it, but he's like 44 percent in faceoffs. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, the thing is, when he's dominant, he is absolutely dominant. But it's just that he's yeah. older, injury prone. I'm not going to say no to a Malkin, yeah. but I'm just going to point out, like you know, Trochik was the right move, and. If I'm if, if we're paying as a as a team that's terrible at faceoffs, you know that's one of the I get better at. Uh, if you're going to be paying six million dollars to someone, they better be good at faceoffs. You right. Know? Um. But yeah, I think Halak. Uh, I mean, like last year, he you know he had a bad year. I think that everyone said uh, uh, that was a general consensus, at least in Vancouver. But I mean, he had a nine oh three save percentage, and that was better than Georgiev. Georgiev had like an eight ninety nine or some something like that. Um, you know, I, I was like, you know, he played for Vancouver last year, so I didn't really get to watch him play that much. Um, but it's a backup goalie. And you know what, if, if it really becomes an issue where he has to play that much, they're going to make it for someone else. You know, it's not, they, they, they won't rest the entire season or, or future on him. So, um, you know, right. It was a smart move what they did trading Georgiev, um, getting something back for him uh much more than I thought. pick could be something good yeah what, what I, mean, I, thought, I thought it was hilarious yeah. too there there's a few people sorry there's a few people in like the new york the were like oh man rangers uh got hosed and i'm like what <laughs> no, no. i'm like you just we i'm like the rangers traded a goalie with like a sub 900 safer percentage for two third round picks what are you talking about <laughs> yeah no those, those people are on something uh i i mean for i i don't know if it was sean avery that texted this someone posted on instagram when they announced the trade like oh joe sackett must still be like you know drunk from celebration because rangers just fleeced them uh i don't remember who that was it, it was like an it was like an old ranger player uh i i mean georgia was never yeah. made to be a backup goalie, he needs to be consistent, uh, consistent playing time to be good. But I argue, even when he was getting consistent time, when Igor was injured this year, I don't know. He's always felt shaky to me. He had that one good year two years ago. And then ever since then, it's just, he's never been the same. And listen, if Benoit Lair can't fix you, the, you might as well just pack up shop. I think that Georgiev is, uh, I think that, I think he could thrive in in Colorado because of mm-hmm. a few things. 
they have a phenomenal team. They control the puck and they have a really good defense. And I think that if Georgiev is the starter there and plays a lot of games, I think that helps him a lot. Um, I think Georgiev's best play came when he was in the net for successive games and was relied upon um, by the Rangers, you know, and I think it was, uh, it, I don't know how many years ago it was it, was it the COVID year or before the COVID year that the, the Rangers really like kind of like he played a lot of games for the Rangers. I, I think it was the, I think it was the year before I could be mistaken though. Yeah, because sure. uh, the COVID year was was Sirkin's first first call up that January, um, but the year before that, I think it was uh, Georgiev's like fine, like first like they really relied on him a lot, and I think he actually played like really. I don't know if he played really well, but he played a lot better than he did this year. Right. And oh, I 100%. think if you if you think if you combine that that Georgiev with the juggernaut that is Colorado, uh, I mean Colorado is so freaking fast they control the puck they're so fast they're just completely relentless i mean who's better georgiev or uh who the hell is the goalie that uh kemper kemper yeah who's better kemper or georgiev i'd rather kemper personally i know he had was shaky but i would too but like i'm just saying i don't think it's a slam dunk as like you know i'm just saying like i i would i would take kemper I would, uh, but I don't think Georgiev is far off from that. Remember, Kemper's like 32, you know, and mm-hmm. goalies are weird. They take time sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Their goalies are the most bizarre position in all sports. Yeah, no, it's definitely weird. Cause like you see some goals coming to the NHL at like, well, like 28. Yeah. And like Tim Thomas, like, you know what I mean? Like that, like Tim Thomas makes no sense at all. No. Uh, let's let's go to like Ryan Carpenter here. I, I like it. It's like a Kevin Rooney type signing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if right all doesn't make the jump up, that's kind of like a nice. Um, what's the word? I I, I think insurance. that like what? As you said the word, I'm saying insurance. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. The insurance. I I think I I obviously he's not a goal. He's not like points wise. He's not like a point getter. He's a fourth liner. Nice defensive center. Also, he wins a lot of defensive zone faceoffs. Even though I saw two years, like last year, he had a 53 faceoff percentage, I believe. But before that, he had like a 48 or something like that. But what I yeah, I was looking at his stuff. Right. What I saw his stats was is that the most important faceoffs in the defensive zone he always won, which was huge. If you could get a guy like that on minimum contract that could play the four C. I mean, listen, it'd be great. Imagine a fourth line with Mott, Carpenter, and Goudreau. I mean, your fourth line problems are mm. gone. But I, I feel like every time I post Hunt on the fourth line, people are like, no, 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 he's terrible. I think people like kind of have like PTSD from him on the second line. Like they don't value they, him as Hunt like, is a great fourth liner. I'm sorry. Like, right. I mean, the problem is I think they've signed him so on the, uh, the second line and they have that, like, you know, perspective on there. And, you know, we're, weren't really happy with that. They kind of brought that on to say he's just a terrible player. No, it's just that it was a player that was brought into a bigger role than he could handle. 
He, I yeah. like him as a fourth liner. I think he's pretty solid. I mean, listen, for a minimum contract, he's definitely 100% solid. Mott would be an upgrade, 100%. But if you have a fourth line of Mott, Carpenter, and Goudreau, I'm not going to be so upset about that. Yeah, agree. All right. Um, uh, and I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I don't know who the hell Ryan Carpenter is. Right. I looked up his stuff. I, I couldn't tell you who the hell he was. Um, I, I mean, I, you know. When he was I in Chicago, it, I was, and then he got traded yeah. to Calgary, uh, before, I believe, before the trade deadline. Yeah. No, I mean, my, my, my point is, like, usually sometimes, like, you know, you've heard of these, like, fourth liners. Like, I heard of Mott a lot before he came over uh, at the deadline. Like, this guy, I, I mean, maybe it's just he's been on the West Coast uh, or Western Conference his entire career. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, look, so far it seems like a good signing. Um, also, there's, like, no risk, you know, with minimum contracts like this um, and, like, the, in the short term as well. Um, so I'm, I'm down for any, you know, fourth liners, stuff like this. Uh, I approve, I approve this message. <laughs> yeah, no, I've definitely got a second that one. I, I definitely like him as a four C and, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to end it off there. Is there anything we didn't, we missed? Yeah. I think there's, there's a few, few question marks that still have yet to be answered. And I, I really don't know now that like, the 2C is kind of solved. The salary cap for the Rangers is pretty, like, set in stone. Like, there's there's not a lot of more they can do. I'm really curious what the hell we do with Niels Lundqvist, uh, Zach Jones, and Matthew Robertson. Uh, they only have one defensive spot on the actual big club, and it's going to go to one of them. I think, and- actually, I think everyone's saying Zach Jones. I think because of his – listen – a defenseman, even smaller, good. I, so, I mean, look at Adam Fox. But <laughs> I think with his size and everything, would be a perfect fit with Brain Schneider. I think the person who might surprise a lot of people and make the jump past Zach Jones is Robertson. I think people yeah. aren't going to expect that. But I, it's just one of those gut feelings that he's going he's to be one that takes that uh, third pair. And I, I feel like, yeah, because we were always thinking – they were going to use those assets to get a two C right. Like to exactly that. Yeah. So what's going to happen with them now? You, you have, you know, really good prospects that, you know, that are too good to be in the minors and, you know, aren't, don't fit in the majors and don't fit here because there, there's no room. So it, it's weird how, what you're going to do with that. It's very interesting to see what Drury's going to do. Cause I mean, you don't want a guy like Nils Lundqvist. I don't know if he has a clause to go back to Europe or anything like that, but you really don't want that. Well, this is this <laughs> this is the problem. You, it's you know, for for Yankee fans out there, to me, I, I kind of equate this to uh, Clint Frazier, uh, who was like you know, Baseball America like top prospect you know a few years ago, and the Yankees like just kept re-signing Brett Gardner and other outfielders and like wouldn't let him like get a full uh full taste of actual like major league playing time. And eventually the prospect turned into a suspect. You know what I mean? Right. Uh and the the Yankees just let him walk last year for absolutely nothing. That is terrible asset management. So you know what? You drafted Lundquist in the first round. You drafted Jones in the, in the third round. You could flip those guys if you're not going to use them and then 
get something else. I also think Lindgren is someone who could be moved. I know that a lot of people probably are like going to freak out, but Lindgren is one of those guys that if you're trying to free up some cap space, he, you know, uh, and you could possibly bump uh, Miller up to that first pair. And then Jones possibly would be with a uh, um, Truba. Uh, there, there's there's different things that they can do there. Um, but I would say the only defenseman that's going to be moved or could be moved is Lindgren. And I don't think it'll be this offseason, but possibly next offseason if, if, you know, we got we to gotta sign Miller. Miller right. is oh, yeah. much He's more important that. to this team's future than Lindgren, I think. Oh, 100%. and I love Lincoln. I do. I absolutely love that guy. He's an he's an the guy was the heart of the team in the playoffs. Love him. Um, but you know, just looking at cap wise, uh, he it's, might be the odd. It's man also out. what's it called? It's also I don't know. Whenever I see him, I see like Mark Stahl, Dan Girardi. Like sometimes they overstay their welcome, and doesn't mean they weren't good in their prime. It just means that those type of players that block shots a lot, that do the dirty, gritty work get injured and then when they get older you know their body starts to break down and then when that happens the gms thinking that they're going to still be that player sign them again and that's when all hell breaks loose yeah um i mean also i think you know we all have ptsd from signing dan girardi and mark stall to like six years seven year contracts yeah in the early 30s um and you know I love those guys. They were, they were phenomenal Rangers, but like at that point in their career, those were, those contracts were a mistake. Um, and it's so weird because I, I look at Lindgren and I feel like he's 35, but he's like 24. Um, right. It, he's just, he, yeah. So I don't know. And it's, it's tough because I know him and Fox are like roommates. Um, but I just, I look at it and to me, Keeping Miller is of the utmost importance. Um, so I don't think he's going to happen this year. I mean, if he plays the way he played in the playoffs, he's getting like 5.5 million. And that's if he doesn't, you know, bring up the points. Because points. He could. He could. Right. Um, honestly, if you're the Rangers, I try and, you know, bridge Lafreniere, Miller, and Heedle as, as soon as I can. Um, also, something that we, you know, we haven't really talked about. Uh, I think the salary cap will be going up. I don't know how much. I don't know when. The smarter people that you have on here can talk about that. About we actually had someone more. on last week, Hockey Stat Minor. He also okay. mentioned, by the way, a Lindgren possible trade. Um, I, 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 I honestly, I've been so freaking busy. Like, I have not had a chance to look at anything. I barely look at Twitter anymore. Uh-huh. I, if I, there's I, yeah, one so. podcast episode if you would ever listen to us it's that one like that <laughs> one explains everything i mean yeah. that, that was such a fun episode because yeah. i i mean yeah no, he, he, he's cap. a great follow oh yeah terrific uh very nice guy uh i i, I literally asked you know you want to come on he's like absolutely uh very nice uh nothing but positive things to say about him and yeah the cap next year I'm sorry. The cap this year was that I think we had three and a half or something like that when you account for either Robinson or Jones uh, and 925K. So you also have to assume 
Like I, I agree with hockey sound minor that he's got to get Kako's got to get similar to what Hedo got as in a bridge deal. I think yeah. it was roughly 250, 275. So that leaves you, let's say you have a yeah. million dollars left. So what happens is, is GMs want to keep a little bit of cap left. Cause what happens is when you keep a little bit of cap, that means you've got to get extra space at the deadline. If you don't have a lot of cap. Yeah. That means you're not going to have a lot of cap space at the deadline. So as projected now, I, I asked them this as projected now, theoretically with a Kako resigning at 2.5, we're going to have roughly 4 million in cap, or I believe 4.5 million in cap at the trade deadline. Now that's not, that's not a crazy, I mean, it's not like the unlimited amount of money that we had this trade deadline, but it's a solid amount. You could get a nice yeah. addition. Um, I'm not going to say Patrick Kane because hockey sad minor shot me down on that hard <laughs> every single time. Um, but uh, I apologize if that was a there was a loud thing. There was an echo in this room, uh, which is really really annoying. No, no, okay, no, because I, I I heard a huge echo there, and it was like, oh shoot. But yeah, I I think that with Kane, maybe you could say a trade deadline, but I I don't want to give you know you don't want to give up like a guy like Capo Capo like Capo Capo. You no. you don't want to give up a guy like that. That's if you like Nils Lundqvist, that's where you could bring in the Nils Lundqvist, Zach Jones, a first-round pick, stuff like that. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But there, there's one thing that – and I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm – look, and I don't I'm, – I'm going with my eye test here. Uh, I love Kako. His skating needs to get better. Needs to get needs to become a better skater. Like you know, he, and I know that you know you don't just improve uh, dramatically, and you know you're you're not going to all of a sudden start doing the Pachenko out on the ice. But you know, he, I think that if if him and and even Lafreniere as well, and Lafreniere even in his like you know postseason or uh, like exit interview, he, I think he said like the, like the one of the things he was going to work on was skating. Um, yeah, he had. One I of think the best that, skater directors in the world, I think, help him. And it showed, but yeah, there's got to be more. I think also Alexei Lafreniere has to work on his skating as well. Yeah, I think I think they both need to to take that next step. It's uh it's it's something that they need to do uh to because the game at times looks like it's like they fit, but then at times it looks like it's like they're moving in slow motion sometimes and Kako especially sometimes right. um and that's my only concern with him uh i want Kako. i want this to be like the year of Kako. i want him and i know everyone does um but you know if, if he doesn't produce this year then 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 you know his, his whatever's trade stock he did have is is it's not it, it goes down pretty quick you know right that's why there is a thing of maybe trade a guy like him sooner rather than later. Because think about it. If if you believe yeah. in a guy like him, then you then you, you know, you let him fly. But you you let him stay in the lineup, you you let him, you know. But if you don't believe in a guy like him, it's better to trade for now because that trade value goes so down after a certain time. I mean, you look like what you you see what Kirby Doc got. Yeah. You know, he he was right the pick right after Kako. Yeah. So I'm not going to say that's what Kako would get. I'm just stating that the amount Kako can get right now is not going to be the amount if he can't perform this year. Cause this year is all the marbles for me personally for with Kako. Yeah. I agree. 
All right. Um, anything else? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's it, guys. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, thanks for having me back on. Uh, I really haven't been uh, the most uh, active on the bird. Well, how's your How's your movie going? It's going well. Uh, it's going well. I'm. Uh, we're we're. It's there's so much work to do. It's insane. How much time um, do you have? Going really, uh, so we're we we haven't even started shooting yet. Really? Um, oh, wow. We, yeah, I I do. We've just been in pre-production. Um, and uh, yeah, so we started our Indiegogo campaign about like we're at halfway through with it. Um, we start shooting August first. Uh, up in New York, we just got uh probably our biggest like cast member who's like not one of my friends who's just like read the script and loved it and like joined on but like um somebody who's in the irishman don john and a few other movies that are pretty big and uh so he he jumped on board this week so that, that was really exciting um yeah so it's just it's, it's moving along and uh yeah it's just so much work and i just can't wait to just get up there and, and film it already you know all right um I mean, no, that sounds that sounds like terrific stuff. Yeah, uh, it uh, it's, it'll it'll we'll, we'll get there, but yeah, um, I'm excited to, for the season, though, man. I'm really excited. Oh, I'm pumped. Uh, it's it's so frustrating. Like, what we got like two months, like a month and a half. It's just so frustrating. Like, dude, I, I want all day long someone Panarin feeding someone that actually hits an open net. I mean, yeah. Vincent Trocha could just get thirty goals just you know off of Panarin's feeds. It's it's so much. It's gonna be so much fun to watch. Uh, before we uh, we go, we're just gonna have a quick word from our sponsor, um, and uh, yeah, then we'll be ending. So, a quick word from our sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, Bet US. Bet US has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines for the 27th year of live betting. Sign up for BETUS.com with promo code Rink for 125% sign up bonus. Again, use promo code Rink for your 125% sign up bonus. Play, uh, I'm sorry, play with the proven mainstay in the industry. Bet US. You bet, you win, you will get paid. BetUS.com. All right. Luca, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, good luck with the movie, man. Uh, stay Thanks, in buddy. touch. Yeah. And I'll, uh, uh, I think next yeah. time I'll pop. Yeah. It'll be fun. All right. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye.